Welcome to the Honor Your Aura podcast, a podcast devoted to learning about, caring for, and empowering the energy within, with your host, Kema England. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to explore the topic and practice of connecting to your spirit guides. And from what I hear from clients and friends is that this is kind of an elusive topic. If you're not already in an active, quote unquote, communication with your guides or angels or spirit, it can be an interesting territory to navigate because you don't have a context yet you know you have it sounds good in theory perhaps it does it might sound weird but what from I'm seeing more and more people are becoming interested in connecting to whether it be their own spirit or in spiritual self or the spirits that reside in the unseen realms so I also know that you know, given that it can actually be a complex topic, that it can uh, be a little bit more challenging to relate to. So in this episode, I'll just break it all down in the best way that I can to give you a greater context for what it means to connect to your spirit guides and who they are and what they do, and why we would even want to connect with them. So here we go. So I feel the best place to begin is just to explore the word and concept of spirit. So in previous episodes of the Honor Your Aura podcast, we explored our four bodies, and I took you into an exploration of your spiritual body or spiritual self. If you didn't listen to that episode, it might be a great one to listen to first and then hop back on over to this one so that you have more of a contextual foundation and understanding of what spirit means. Not necessary, but if you have the time, they'd be great companions. So when we're talking about spirit, we're talking about the energy that's moving through us and around us faster than the speed of light. And spirit is the fastest moving, which makes it that much more powerful in its energy and its effect. However, it's moving at that fast frequency, so it's much harder to detect by the normal seeing eye. Even if you just think about spiritual practices, right? Let's use the act of meditation. Right? Meditation, while you can sit in a physical form, right? maybe it's a med- you know the cross-legged seat, and it implies that you're meditating. However, meditation in of itself is an energy. And as we know, for those of us that have had time to meditate or to slow down, take some nice deep breaths and stillness, know how deeply profound that is on the positive effect on our mind, on our emotions, on our physical body. So when we're talking about spirit guides, 
this is an energy that's moving radically fast. And to tap into that source is such a benefit to our whole beingness and the way that we interact with our everyday. So all of us have a group of spirit guides and we at birth are assigned with spirit guides that stay with us through this lifetime. So no matter what, whether you're connecting with them or not, you have spirit guides that can ultimately turn into trusted companions. Now there are different kinds of spirit guides and each of these spirit guides all take on different forms and that doesn't necessarily mean a physical form, but they have an energetic form that is unique, unique to that energy. Just as we are here on earth with our physical embodiment and we're all physically unique, we too are all energetically unique. While all connected, we all have our own unique energetic blueprint, so to speak. And the same goes for spiritual beings and our spiritual guides. So our spiritual guides can be a combination of any of the following. They may be an ancestor who has passed, right? A mother, a father, grandmother, grandfather, so on and so forth. And it might be a relative that is blood-related or perhaps not blood-related. On a side note, what I've come to realize, especially when connecting to the spirit of our ancestors, is that we can often keep an imprint in our mind, in our consciousness, around what that parent or grandparent, that relative, what they embodied in their physical form, what their physical traits were, what their personality traits were, where they were kind of in their evolution of their consciousness or understanding, points of view, etc. All of those kind of worldly physical reality traits. And what can often happen then is that we keep them in a box, so to speak, and when they cross over, we still project that same imprint that they had on us in the earthly waking plane. And what my experience has been observing now, both of my parents who have passed, is that they change and evolve on the other side. And the ways in which they come through to me are very unique. Now, and they can also take on different forms. Sometimes my dad will come through in his older years. Sometimes it's an even more evolved version of himself as I remember him to be. And I can always tell because of the eyes, the eyes that are shining through the, the physical, you know, so to speak, physical form that shows up to me behind closed eyes. And he comes through more often in, like, through his eyes, through his face, through this physical representation. And then we have more of a mental dialogue and communication. Now, with my mom, there is also a mental dialogue and communication, but she's more of, I would call it an etheric energy. And when I've asked,
asked her how she shows up for me, it's been more showing me the areas of my life where she shows up. So she shows me particular spaces or particular times and has actually shown up for me in the communication of numbers. She will often communicate with me actually through the numbers of her birthday and my birthday that tend to show up at these really divine timings. So just keep your eyes open for that and notice where are you continuing to put perhaps that parent or family member in that spiritual box, so to speak, and expecting them to show up or act exactly as they did on the physical human plane. Our spirit guides can also be angels, archangels, and, you know, keeping in mind that they all have their own special ways of how they show up for us and to us. So each archangel is really here to serve humanity and serve the planet for a very um, specific purpose. Now, it's also important to mention that no matter what spirit we are communicating with, they are going to be communicating with us in a very unique way, in a way that is personal to us. So they're going to speak our language, so to speak, and they will come through not just as this, you know, physical form embodiment, but they come through and they communicate with us in a variety of different ways. So let's just say that the way that Archangel Michael shows up for me, it might be a kind of a shiver that goes through my right side that I get to know over time as his presence. For you, it might be that you see this very particular color blue when you call upon him and that comes through. So we all have our own unique ways of communicating with and listening to our spirit guides. And we'll talk more about that later. Now, another spirit guide who can often be a part of our support team are ascended masters and ascended masters are real people who reached spiritual enlightenment and are now living in that subtle energetic spiritual realm or realms and that could include you know jesus buddha mary magdalene saint germain and then you have deities And deities are the category of gods and goddesses like Shiva and Shakti. And they typically come forth when it's time for us to be learning or experiencing a particular life lesson. So they teach us how to embody different aspects of our beingness, our totality of who we are and what we came here to do. Our spirit guides can also be elemental beings, fairies, elves, crystals, plant spirits, unicorns, even dragons. Any mystical creature, it might be something that feels like you made it up. 
like this fantasy figure. But again, they can show up in a variety of forms and not just things that we have a relationship to or a, a mental knowing of on this physical plane. They are all too energetic beings that are here to serve us along our path, all holding their own unique vibrational qualities here to support our multifaceted beingness, right? They show up for us emotionally. They show up for us mentally. They bring um, maybe a joy, an excitement, a childlike nature into our life. Then you have extra dimensional beings or extraterrestrial beings, star beings, beings that are living again in another dimension in our universe that communicate with us and provide us with rich insight that gives us insight into this full spectrum of our beingness and who we are not limited to this time and space. You have animals that often come through during different phases of your life. And that's kind of the, in, the difference with the animals I find anyways, is that you might have one main spirit animal your whole life, but often spirit animals will change as we're going through different chapters in our life. So the energy that we're harnessing and working with can often be reflected in the spirit animal that shows up for us. So how do they show up? How do these messages come through? And I would like to point out that communicating with spirit and communicating with your spirit guides is something that is available to us all. You don't just have to be a healer or a psychic to access communication with your spirit guides. So as I mentioned earlier, the way that spirit or even perhaps the same spirit guide, let's just say like Archangel Michael, will likely be different how he shows up for you. Now, I think it's also important to note that we can all have, you know, the same ascended masters or the same angels that we communicate with. However, we all also have our own angels and guides that are just specific to us. Now, even with that being said, if your deceased grandmother is one of your spirit guides, she may come through and communicate with you in a way that is personal to you. And then she might communicate with me in a, I'll just call it spiritual or energetic language that I so more so understand. And then the message will likely be the same. However, spirit is coming through in unique ways for each person. So how do they come through? Now, in prior episodes of the Ordinary Aura podcast, we did explore how to connect with your subtle senses, your inner senses, that of inner feeling, inner listening, inner seeing, and inner sensing. 
And this is the foundation for communicating with spirit because they're an energetic being, an energetic entity, an energetic frequency. So we must utilize our ability to detect subtle energy to receive those signals. So they might come through particular sensations or qualities, density, lightness, actually a physical feeling on one side or another side of our body, shifts in temperature, shifts just in the overall way of how we feel, maybe a particular emotion. They can show up through inner seeing, so particular colors or light or even an image, right? You might see a full-on figure of an angel behind closed eyes or your angel might show up to you again in a light form or as a particular feeling for you. It could also be that they are communicating with you through inner words. If you ask a question, if you take time to listen, what are you getting as a response? It might be words. It might be that actually in your waking life, you receive messages. It's like when you start to hear the same word over and over, or you see the same word or the same place, and you realize that you can't ignore it anymore. And that are your spirit guides coming through, communicating with you at a time where you're meant to pay attention. This can also come through in your physical reality. Asking for signs is a really great way to communicate with your spirit guides. Ask them for a sign. A sign either that they're there with you or a sign if you're working through a particular question or challenge. Say, show me a sign. And then it's just up to you to be in observance of your life and what comes through. So I find often clients are looking to communicate with spirit when they're going through a challenging time, which is absolutely valid and wonderful. I know, as I talked about a few episodes ago, when I connected to one of my mother archetype angels, that it came at a time where I was feeling really low and actually kind of feeling desperate for someone to hold me and that's when she arrived and so often they will show up when we are kind of in those darker places in our life they can help us if we're going through some sort of struggle if we're not sure where to go where to turn if we're just in need of you know that holding hand and someone to support us no matter what it is that we're going through. Maybe it's just an emotionally trying time. But don't limit yourself to this. Allow yourself to intentionally reach out to them, connect with them, call them in when you're feeling great too. And this allows for an even more expansive opportunity to get to know them and their energy. And when you're not kind of working on something that is so physically bound, you can allow their energy to really take you places, to open your mind, to open 
you know, your beliefs about what is possible and allow them to show you who they are. Now, how would you do this? To intentionally communicate with your angels and guides, it's important to set a sacred, safe space. And that's primarily for you, um, but also it creates the energetic atmosphere or frequency that your guides can align or attune to. So creating sacred space, how do you do that? My favorite ways are to sage or palo santo the room that I'm in, maybe have some sort of offering, some sort of blessing, a crystal, a flower, and making sure that you're free of distractions, your phone is off, maybe light a candle, put on some light music, creating that atmosphere. And then all you need to do, I would say open your heart, right? If you are feeling maybe scared or a little uneasy, making sure that you feel grounded, held by the earth, anything that you need to feel centered and present and safe. And then you call them in and you can call them in out loud in your head. You might even be writing on a piece of paper and you're calling in your angels and guides of the highest vibration of truth, love, and light. And you want to make that be known because as you're opening up yourself in this way, you want to make it clear that only high vibrational loving beings are coming into your space. Now, when you call them in, again, all you need to do is be in observance. How do I feel? What do I see? What do I hear? What do I sense? And that's it. And if you're looking for more of a back and forth, a piece of paper is great because you can write down questions and just let yourself free write and see what you get as a response. Also know that anything that you say in your head or out loud is being heard. Whether or not you're in a place where you're connecting to your inner senses in that way, know that this communication is being heard. And so it might just take you being an observance of your waking life to see how your angels and guides were listening and how they are responding. So you can ask questions. You can call upon them for that guidance and support. Any time. Truly any time. What I often like to do is once I've created that sacred space, I'll even lie down and allow myself just to receive and bask in that healing glow of their presence. Once I'm done, I will offer thanks, gratitude for all and every angel and guide that came through, that were there for me, no matter if I felt like I had a tangible, contextual experience or not. Always giving thanks. And then you're going to close the space. So closing the space, that is the gratitude component is a part of that. And then you can also once again sage, palo santo, even using selenite and just ask that through your intention, this space, the communication be closed. 
and giving yourself time to ground. So feeling your feet, your seat connected to Mother Earth, drinking some water and taking time to journal about your experience. You may also find that your angels and guides show up and can show up in your everyday flow of life. And this is if you are calling upon them for their support, for their communication. They desire to be called upon, but that's how the communication begins, is you initiating that open door. So how do they show up in our day? And that can be, again, through repeated messages, as I touched upon before, repeated words that you keep hearing. And this can be in response to a question that you have, something that you're looking for guidance about. So keeping your eyes open. This can be even acts of service, right? Little miracles here and there where you feel like you're being cared for, taken care of. It can be that you get a shift in your senses. So again, maybe you're calling upon your angels and guides and you or you're out in your day and you start to get that feeling of one of your particular angels or ancestors moving through you. They can also show up in our dreams. They can show up in our meditation practice. So if our intention is to begin this relationship with our angels and guides, it's really just up to us to open that door of communication. And they will show up for us in the way that is best serving our highest good in that moment. So it's just about paying attention, being present as you move through your day, and just observing, right? You don't have to try. It's just being in a gentle observance of what's arising for you, paying attention to those synchronicities, paying attention to how you feel beyond just the physicality of our existence. Pay attention for, to those synchronicities. And know that your relationship with them will evolve over time and that by you just starting to create this relationship with your angels and guides that it's not going to be all at once. I know sometimes it can maybe feel intimidating or a little scary to say that you're going to begin communicating with these energies that are not in physical form. You might even feel kind of weird doing it. And know that, again, it builds like an energetic muscle and it becomes more comfortable over time. But wherever you are in that process, know that they are still there listening to you and working with you. The other important thing to note is that we are calling upon them, asking often for their guidance and support, a sign, things of that nature. And know that they want to support us. They're here to help us and nurture us. However, they are here to assist us and be there for us, but not interfere with our karma and our lessons in this lifetime. And they truly want to see us grow. They want to see us spiritually grow and evolve and expand and not become just reliant or dependent on their energy. 
So while they're there for us, loving us unconditionally, they can't interject and change the, you know, the flow of our life plan. So keeping that in mind when you are asking for that kind of support and guidance, that they might be supporting you while you're going through something challenging that you are meant to experience in this lifetime. It's not their job to just take it all away. Along similar lines, there's another aspect of spirit communication that I find often gets confused, and that's when we get in the way. We get in the way by projecting an expectation of how we think that this communication is supposed to go or supposed to feel or what it's supposed to look like that and then we lose the authentic deep experience so let's just say that you had it in your mind that archangel michael was supposed to come flying in on this horse wielding a sword and you know when this electric blue and while he might for you but that might not be the way that he comes through for you. It might be that it's a subtle glimmer. It might be that it's at a particular time in your day. I'm giving some basic examples, but not limiting based on an expectation or a projection of your mind. This may require letting go of some control or the ego's need of wanting to know just allowing yourself to listen to observe and to let go of any expected outcome usually the outcome is something so much greater than your mind could have ever known prior and often even when we're asking for support with something we might be desiring for this certain outcome that actually isn't for our highest good. And when it doesn't happen, we think that spirit isn't there with us. So I just wanted to clear that up. It's really about having trust and faith that spirit is listening and that they are showing up for you in the best way for you. And that could be there in that moment and that can also be over time that's why your daily observance is so valuable and important even noticing who starts to show up in your life the opportunities that show up in your life the last thing that can often get in the way of us communicating with our spirit guides is what we actually believe about spirit and spirituality and our own spirit because we are spiritual beings. We are embodying that high frequency, pure loving energy. But so much of this human journey is about returning to that, right? Learning what blocks we've put in the way to love and that high vibration, light frequency. So if you're finding that you're a little stuck, start to observe. What is it that you believe to be true about your spirit? What is it that you believe to be true about your spirit guides? Maybe you think it's silly. Maybe you don't actually believe in it. Maybe you were taught they didn't exist and there's a part of you that's still doubting or that's doubting that you are made of that same spiritual energy. So exploring that and then a great way to 
work on that or build that is to just observe how you're taking care of yourself spiritually or, or how you're taking care of your spirit. Are you allowing time for stillness, allowing time to breathe, allowing time to meditate, to do yoga, to do these spirit nourishing practices that will help to get you in touch with that aspect of yourself. Crystals are also a great way to get in touch with your spirit and spiritual energy. So know that if it feels far-fetched for you, that it just comes in stages, in steps, and wherever you are along that path, it only gets greater and bigger as you go on. So for those of you that have been connecting with your angels and guides, you know that it's been an evolution and it continues to grow and expand and it makes life that much more enriching and fulfilling because it brings so much depth and fullness and magic to our everyday. So I invite you to join me in the next episode where we will be exploring a guided meditation that will bring us in touch with our spirit and we will create a safe, sacred space to call in our angels and guides so that we can begin this relationship in a meaningful and intentional way. So I'll meet you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please leave a review and share with your friends because I want you to be the start of the ripple that allows others to honor and empower the energy that lies within.